teachings of the Ascended Masters are universal and available to all. The Ascended Masters themselves are the saints and sages of East and West, and their teachings incorporate the original core beliefs of all the world's major religions. No matter which religious path you follow, you will find these teachings equally compelling. This is The Open Door. Come along with us as we explore the teachings of the Ascended Masters. Here are the hosts for The Open Door, Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. And hello, everybody. This is Tom, and I'm here with Terry and also with Nerily Duffy. We're all in the studio together today. Um, this opening segment is going to be a little bit short. We do want to welcome you to The Open Door and to let you know that we are going to be playing a um, two-part, very special uh, lecture excerpt today on the science of the spoken word the power of the spoken word that we all possess. And uh, without any further ado, I think, uh, aside from you guys want to say hello? Yeah, I'm just hi. <laughs> hi. Yeah. Good to be here with everybody. Yeah, yeah, we'll be talking to you more a bit later in the second half of the show. But for right now, let's go right to this first excerpt. Um, this is from a lecture that was delivered way back, I think, in 1975. And um, in this, Elizabeth Clare Prophet speaks of prayer as man's attempt to verbalize his adoration of God, and by so doing, merge with God through the word, which is the Christ. Let's hear that now. Okay. The science of the spoken word has come down in every religion, every adoration that man has had of God through the ages. For man has attempted to verbalize his adoration, and by so doing, by employing the spoken word, he has merged with the word, the Logos of God. On page 12 of this book, we have definitions of forms that have been used by mankind in the exercise of the throat chakra. First, there is the prayer. Prayer is a devout petition to or any form of spiritual communion with God or an object of worship. A spiritual communion with God or an object of worship as in supplication, thanksgiving, adoration, or confession. A formula or sequence of words used in or appointed for praying. The Lord's Prayer is such an example. It is a petition or an entreaty. Maitreya, in his statement on the overcoming of fear through decrees, explains to us that prayer represents a certain development a certain level on the path of initiation. Prayer can never be dispensed with, but it can be added to. As long as we dwell in the footstool kingdom, we will pray, Our Father who art in heaven. But we can add to the prayer the more masterful exercises of the spoken word, such as the invocation, the mantra, the chant, the decree, and the fiat, the affirmation, and the call. Let us consider each of these. The invocation, the act of invoking or calling upon a deity, spirit, for aid, protection, inspiration, or the like, supplication, any petitioning or supplication for help or aid, a form of prayer invoking God's presence, said especially at the beginning of a public ceremony, a call to God or to beings who have become one with God to release power, wisdom, and love to mankind, or to intercede in their behalf, supplication for the flow of light, energy, peace, and harmony to come into manifestation on earth as it is in heaven. An invocation is a call it is going within for the action of the call. 
And we understand when we give an invocation, as with each of these forms, that it is God in us who is making the application. In other words, God is invoking, God is the invocation itself, and God is the answer, or the return current of energy in answer to the invocation. An invocation can be made by you because the Christ, the light lives within you. Jesus said, whatsoever ye ask the Father in my name, he will give it you. Calling in the name of Jesus the Christ, making an invocation in his name, by cosmic law must always receive the answer. But not only in the name of Jesus the Christ, but in the name of every other son or daughter of God who was ever united with the Christ. This law is universally applicable, and it means that you can call in the name of your own Christ self to God and to God individualized as your own I am presence. If you see an accident happening, you are on the scene, you can release the energy for healing, for harmony, for help to those involved in the following manner. In the name of Jesus the Christ, I call to the heart of God for divine assistance, for divine intercession, for light to descend, and for the protection of all those involved. Let thy will be done, O God. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self. Today, thousands of spiritual seekers all around the world are using the universal teachings of the Ascended Masters to make their higher selves a permanent part of their reality. And you can too. The Ascended Masters are the saints and sages of East and West from all major religions and spiritual paths. They have walked where you walk and understand the challenges you face. And their teachings are always practical. By applying the science of the spoken word through verbal prayers called decrees, the masters teach us how to harness the healing power of the violet flame and other spiritual energies to transform our lives and our world. On The Open Door, it is our goal and great joy to bring you Ascended Master teachings that you can apply in your life right now. To learn more about the Summit Lighthouse and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, visit us today at tsl.org and discover how you can awaken to the light within. It's what you're here to do. Remember, tsl.org. Right now, all over the world, warriors of light are working tirelessly to defend your soul's opportunity to achieve oneness with God. These spiritual warriors are keepers of the flame, and though few, the power they wield is greater than all of the weapons made by man. Founded by St. Germain in 1961, Keepers of the Flame is a non-denominational fraternity in the tradition of ancient spiritual orders. When you join, you'll receive a series of lessons that will introduce you to a vast and dynamic spiritual world. 
See for yourself. Access Lesson 1 right now, completely free. No login required. Simply go to tsl.org slash keepers, and in seconds you could be exploring a whole new world of practical Ascended Master teachings. Lessons are printed or available online for any time, anywhere access, and anyone can join. Discover your real self and explore your full spiritual potential. Become a keeper of the flame today and awaken to the light within. Please visit tsl.org slash keepers and prepare to accelerate. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. And uh, welcome back, everybody. This is Tom. I'm here with Terry and Nearly Duffy. And i um, got to tell you a little story. Here. <laughs> About uh, three weeks ago, we had a flash flood. It was a direct hit, and our studio was flooded. And uh, we went to doing encores, as most of you know, for the last couple of weeks. And we returned here today to uh, resume our live shows. And, of course, we got a little bit more opposition. It wasn't in the form of any kind of physical rain, but maybe some etheric rain was kind of coming down on us. And I remember one of the shows we did not long ago when I was either Nearly or Sid Bennett said, you know, sometimes when you have a, an affliction or a malady or opposition, you know just how much God loves you. Well, I think God really loves us because uh, we've had a heck of a day so far today getting the show to you, and uh, we are determined, we are focused, we are passionate, we are committed. We are going to bring this to you one way or the other. By the grace of God. By the grace of God. So here's what we want to do. Um, We have prepared a couple of excerpts from a lecture from Elizabeth Clare Prophet on the science of the spoken word. Very important stuff. What we're going to do right now is we're going to go to our extended segment. It's about 15 minutes long. I hope you're staying with us. And after that, we'll have some time for some Q&A. Okay, so without any further ado, here is the lecture excerpt from Elizabeth Clare Prophet on the science of the spoken word. Hope you enjoy it. The practicing of the art of invocation makes perfect as with anything else. The fact that you have a right to make an invocation puts you way out front in terms of spiritual evolution. By cosmic law, unfailingly, that invocation is answered because you have followed the rules of invocation. And these rules are not just biblical. They are written on every erg of energy that has come forth from God. We looked at the chart of the divine presence, and we saw the mediator as the Christ, The Christ is the Logos. John described the coming of the Christ in Jesus as the Word that was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his light, the light and the glory as of the only begotten of the Father. So the Word, the Logos, the Christ, the universal Christ, and the Christ self are all at the same frequency, the same vibration, the same level of consciousness as your own personal mediator. This is the second person of the Holy Trinity. So by that word, without which was not anything made that was made, by the action of that word, energy will coalesce in matter 
in the physical plane, in the mental, emotional, and etheric planes, to bring about that which you invoke. Jesus made continual petitions, prayers, and invocations to God. He always concluded them with the statement, Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. This turns over to the Logos and to the presence within you, the authority to correct those calls or invocations which may not be in keeping with the will of God. We read about asking in prayer and asking amiss and not receiving the answer because our calls are not in keeping with the will of God. Paul discusses this. He speaks about people invoking the energy of God and then consuming it upon their lusts, taking that energy and using it for the pleasures of the senses. This shows that Paul also understood the science of invocation and of the spoken word, and he knew that it was a means to release God's energy in the world of the disciple. He also knew that the disciple would have free will to use or misuse that energy. And so he knew that those who invoked energy and light and then misused it were cut off, and therefore they did not receive an answer after they had shown themselves to be misusers of the word or of the logos. So he said, ye ask and receive not, because ye ask amiss. You can always be certain, then, that when you give an invocation, you are releasing energy as a mathematical formula, following law, the law of mathematics, the law of the frequencies of the chakras. And that because we are yet a portion of ourselves in the human consciousness, because we may be subject to error in our calls, that if we add this phrase, in the name of Jesus the Christ, I call to the heart of God for healing for this soul. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. You can see that that is a perfect formula whereby you will not increase the weight of your karma or your debts to life because you have wrongly called forth the light of God where the will of God was not in harmony with your call. There is nothing wrong with having a prayer that is a formula. A formula means that by the energy of the word, as you release that word through the throat chakra, it coalesces, and by and by you will be able to see this process the energy coalesces in the physical, mental, emotional, and etheric bodies, almost like filings line up on a magnet, or like you see drawn a complicated molecular formula, like the DNA chain. It is an assemblage of cosmic energies that come together in a unique pattern. It is a formula, and each time you release that energy, in a certain way, with a certain wording, that same pattern will go forth to coalesce light in the plains of Mater. This is where the mantra comes from. The mantra is a mystical formula or invocation, a word or formula often in Sanskrit to be recited or sung for the purpose of intensifying the action of the Spirit of God in man. Jesus journeyed to the east before the age of 30, and he studied in the temple of the Blue Lotus under Lord Himalaya, who will speak to us this evening. Certain other masters of the Himalayas gave Jesus certain formulas which he later released 
For instance, the mantra, I am the resurrection and the life. That came forth from the retreats of the Himalayas. That is a formula. That is a mantra. Each time that word is spoken, the exact consciousness of the Christ mind coalesces in matter, that same mind which was in Christ Jesus. The reason we repeat the words of Christ, many of his statements are formulas, is because each time we repeat them, we have the energy of his electronic presence, of his overcoming victory, which we, by our free will, re-anchor in the planes of matter for the increase of the victory, for the victorious overcoming. I am the light of the world. He that believeth in me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Those who are students of the masters in the East would take that mantra and perhaps repeat it a hundred or a thousand times a day. They would sit in meditation in the lotus posture before the image of a great guru, a saint, or of Jesus Christ. They would, with absolute concentration, meditate upon the eyes, the form, and the love of that master. They would think of that master while repeating those words. By the repetition of the words at the level of the throat chakra, they are putting on and becoming the momentum of the master. By the attention of the eyes and the vision of the eyes, they are taking in the atoms and molecules that are the outline of his identity. The path of chila and master, then, is a path whereby the chila, evolving toward the Christ consciousness, is assisted because he puts on the mantle or the momentum of his guru, of his master, who has energized and coalesced in his aura an extraordinary amount of energy and light from the God presence. We had the occasion to visit the caves where the Jains, the Jainist monks, have been giving mantras for thousands of years. These same mantras given over and over as Sanskrit formulas are repeated today by modern disciples. When you learn some of these Sanskrit mantras and you repeat them, you find that the momentum of everyone who has ever given them is unlocked each time they are spoken. And so you tie into a chain of disciples leading back to the source of life. This is why they are so powerful. And yet, because Jesus said that the prayers should not be vain repetition as the heathen do, Christians have the mistaken concept that if you repeat a prayer more than once, it is vain repetition. Maitreya, in his lecture, which is contained in this book, says that this is not so. He says, my words and the words of the Ascended Masters are not vainly repetitious because they are infused with life and with meaning. And as long as you repeat a mantra with love, with feeling, with adoration to God, you are not vainly repeating those words. Therefore, the vain repetition is in the individual, not in the process. And there is an exact science and there is a reason why when we give decrees and invocations, we give them three times or nine times because we understand certain cycles 
of the release of God's energy, which come through reinforcing by the power of the spoken word the alchemical formula of the decree or the mantra here in time and space. The fact is that God is perfect in his plane, that we are here to perfect this plane and in the process gain self-mastery. Energies that are perfect and the full momentum of God's consciousness does not coalesce or anchor in this plane unless we, by our determination, by our free will, choose to draw that energy down to this level and anchor it in the seven chakras. The science of the spoken word, the use of the throat chakra, is the means whereby God's energy, locked in spirit, is released in matter. It is very precise. I'm going to give you the opportunity to try these invocations. It is an exact science. Since it is a science, there's only one way to prove whether or not it works, and that is to try. If you don't try out this science, you will never know because the science must be proven by the individual. So if you have never decreed before or given mantras or invocations, you must become the scientist in the laboratory of your soul and prove whether or not this, which only exists as a theory as yet for you, whether or not this theory holds true. And I don't want you to accept any theory or any statement that I make because I make it. I want you to only accept it when you have proven it to be true within yourself. The chant is another form of the use of the science of the spoken word. It's a short, simple melody, especially one characterized by single notes to which an indefinite number of syllables are intoned, used in singing the psalms, canticles in the church service. The Gregorian chants which were used at a certain period of Christianity, were a means of anchoring the radiation of Jesus Christ and Mary the Mother and the angelic hosts in the cathedrals of Europe. It was a very important service that was rendered, and so the choirs of today, when they are singing according to the correct frequencies, also anchor the vibrations of spirit in matter. In both East and West, the name of God is chanted over and over again in the ritual of atonement, whereby the soul of man becomes one with the Spirit of God by intonation of the sound of his name. This is given in Sanskrit as Om, or Om Tat Sat Om. In English, as I am that I am. By sounding the name of God or that of a member of the heavenly host, the vibration of the being is simulated, and thereby being itself is drawn to the one chanting. Therefore, chants, when properly used, magnetize the presence, whether universal or individualized, of the divine consciousness. The paths of East and West are complementary. The path of the East is the path of spirit of the masculine ray. The path of the West is the path of the divine mother and of the feminine ray. In many aspects, the religions of East and West reflect both the paths of father and of mother. The statement Om or Om Tat Sat Om is an intonation and a chant whereby the energy of your being, of your chakras, all that is locked in imperfection, begins the spiral of the ascension and returns to the heart of the God presence. It is a very powerful chant. And if you give it with sincerity, the whole cosmos of your being begins to move Godward. 
Om Mani Padme Hum is another such chant. In the West, the formula of the name of God was given to Moses, as I am that I am. By that prayer, you are affirming that the energy which has ascended to God, which is in God, is now your identity, your being. You're saying, I am that I am. I am here in form in my heart is the same I am that is above. It's the formula for the affirmation, as above, so below. The path of mother or mater is the path of mater realization. The realization of the mother and the mother flame is drawing forth the energy of the father and coalescing that energy in form for the sacred alchemy of your becoming the Christ. Now, if you go the full circle of the path of east and west, you have the full complement of this chant. Om Tat Sat Om, energy ascends. I am that I am, energy descends. The combination of the two creates the flow. The flow is the action of the caduceus. The flow is the action of the alpha and omega spirals on the spine for the raising of the kundalini, the perfect balance of the father-mother God. All of this can be achieved so much more quickly than in silent meditation because you have added to the power of your mind, to the power of your inner willing and your inner adoration, the action of the throat chakra that instantaneously releases light and energy in this octave. There is no other replacement for that throat chakra. It is the word and the logos. It is the word and the logos. There's the final word. There's the final word. <laughs> the beginning and the ending. Yeah. So, you know, I think after our experience today, there is one may perhaps very pertinent question to ask, and that is, why is the science of the spoken word so important? Why is it something that people need to hear? It's because it's so powerful. Yeah. And you can hear that power in her voice as she speaks. And as we speak, we can release that same power. Well, you know, I, I'm totally there with you, and I think that in terms of the accountability of our creation, you know, we've spoken mm -hmm. so many times about being co-creators with God and that we create through sound, we create through our words. People need to know this. They need to know that there is a personal accountability attached to everything that we say every time we use our throat chakra. Mm, every yeah. word that we utter, and, and we can think <laughs> about how many words do we utter disparagingly or how many words do we utter encouragingly. And those words go out. They're like boomerangs. They, they go out. They gather more of their kind, and they come back, and they affect us. I remember um, uh, Mrs. Prophet once saying that we create a lot of karma with our throat, with our mouth, with our, with our throat chakra, with our yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that was that was going to be. So, so how do we go about doing that necessarily, through creating karma through our throat chakras? I mean, people, do how can people be more sensitive? Let's say um, regarding what they're what they're saying and and how they're saying things. Well, do you ever just listen to what you say before you're about to say it? Yeah. <laughs> you know, Sometimes. You, you run it through your mind. You're about to say something. And, then, and just in that split second, ask yourself, is that kind? Is it necessary? Is it thoughtful? Is it going to uplift the person? Is it going to help the situation? Or is it going to make it worse? Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes 
silence is golden, isn't it? Well, yeah. yeah. You know, sometimes we better just keep our mouth shut. Yeah. We can combine the two. A moment yeah. of silence before speaking. Before speaking. Think yeah. first before engaging. Yes. Right? Yeah, good. Well, you know, when we... We employ the science of the spoken word specifically through dynamic decrees, and these have a tendency to accelerate, because we wanted to do this, the transmutation of our karma. Can you talk about that a little bit? You know, why and how, I guess, does the science of the spoken word actually compress this mm. experience of transmutation of karma? Mm. Well, it's happening at a macroscopic and a microscopic level, at, at really at other levels of our being. It's happening in the world in large, and it's happening in our inner world. And that's yeah. why somebody like a Christ or a Buddha can just be, and they speak a word, and it affects the whole world, including the world around us. So this energy actually goes into the cells. It can remove darkness and density that's clogging the cells and the atoms and stopping them from flowing in a more holistic way. And it can actually go back and change the past. It can go forward and change the future. So it's almost like... Um, Everything is, is telescoping down, and time and space are not. They're kind of standing still, and yet they're expanded. So it's kind of, it's kind of mystical, but the, <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the, way, the, way to, the way to know it works is just to try it. That's what she was saying. Just try it. Just try a mantra. Yeah. Let there be light. Let there be light. Let there be light. And, and feel it accelerate your consciousness. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I just heard the other day somebody... <laughs> Somebody had trouble with Elmoria and, 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 <laughs> and was having trouble tuning into it. So for for a month, he just gave uh, 30 minutes of decrees to Elmoria, and he said after that was over, I was locked in. He said all I got from Elmoria was love. Yeah. Oh yeah. So so that's what you need to do. You need to do just a few minutes a day, for instance, for 10 yeah. days, or just uh, do something. Set yeah. yourself a little goal. Well, I know too. You know that that what we deal with is conscious choice. Mm-hmm. You know, that when we do these things, when we set up that vibrational field of that whole experience, it's something that we consciously and accountably yeah. take and so It makes us more responsible, doesn't it? Yeah. Let me ask you about the decrees, because uh, if the base color of the throat chakra is blue, does that mean that all decrees are blue? <laughs> no, it doesn't, because <laughs> the decrees are on the seven rainbow rays, which correspond to the seven different chakras and spiritual centers. So there are seven different ways to call forth and invoke God's energy and light. So blue is the color of power, but you can have a pink decree. You can have a yellow decree, a yellow decree of wisdom, a pink decree of divine love. Uh, if you want a healing decree, it's a green decree. Yeah, you know, I'm, um, I'm feeling that we probably need to bring the show to a close. It's truncated right. though it is. Mm-hmm. But let's go back to this subject next week. Mm-hmm. Okay? Let's do it. Without tempting fate. Okay? Well, I'm going to come back. Are you? Oh, good. And this so, time I'm going to do some prayers ahead of time. <laughs> okay. so I we'll did, but I'm going to do some pretty Well, folks, I think we'll talk about the science of the spoken word in more detail and more depth next week. So please stay tuned. In the meantime, God bless you all for being here. And remember, though the upward path may be difficult, the rewards are out, out of, of this world. world. Bye, everyone. <laughs> Bye. Thank you again for joining us this week for The Open Door. This program is broadcast live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network. For more information about The Open Door and the Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website at www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week.
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Seventh Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit SeventhWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.